2: ufc icon to serve a special guest referee at wwe extreme rules dax harwood calls out tony khan following royal quest last night and vice tv to premiere a vince mcmahon documentary later this month hello and welcome to the solo sunday news here with myself andrew pollard here at what could you wrestling be sure to have a great day whatever you doing of course be sure to like subscribe comment share turn on the notification bells all of that jazz but again as always on a sunday the priority is you have a good day. Whatever you're doing, whether it's something, whether it's nothing, I hope it goes exceptionally well for you. And it's going exceptionally well for me today is the news that Daniel Cormier will serve as a special guest referee in the Fight Pit match at Extreme Rules next weekend. So, of course, obviously, the Fight Pit is going to put Matt Riddle against Seth Rollins again uh, under the confines of a match that it's kind of built is in Riddle's favour because obviously Riddle has an MMA background, competing in the UFC, Although he hasn't actually won one of these fight fight pit matches, uh, Timothy Thatcher's the one, either the one. But it is Riddle versus Rollins, and we now know that Daniel Cormier, DC, a former UFC heavyweight champion, a former UFC light heavyweight champion, a former Grand Prix winner over in, the, in Strikeforce when that was a thing. Yes, DC Daniel Cormier, one of the greatest fighters of his generation, is uh, is going to be at Extreme Rules now. While I am extremely, no pun intended, happy to hear that that Daniel Cormier is going to be at Extreme Rules, there's a little bit of me that's sad because it's not Ken Shamrock. There was all... There's been kind of... I don't know if it was... I think it, yeah, it was just fan speculation. It was people, I guess, trying to will it into existence that the Ken Shamrock would be uh, a part of Extreme Rules because Ken Shamrock, of course, former Intercontinental Champion, somebody who I thought that Ken Shamrock, there was so much more that you could have done with him in WWE. There was, it just felt like there was a spell where he was one of the most entertaining people to watch, just because of nuts ken shamrock doing nuts ken shamrock things the intensity on that dude is just was and still is over over the top turned up to 11 the intensity there um and some are thinking that maybe i mean if you need a special guest referee kurt angle uh, refereed one of these matches or one of these fights uh back in nxt and you think if you need somebody to come in and serve as a guest referee Somebody who has a legitimate background, somebody who has a legit reputation as being a tough son of a gun, and somebody who has ties to WWE. What better time than to bring back Ken Shamrock? But we didn't get that. We're not getting that, um, which makes me sad. Um, makes me sad. I, I I need to see more Ken Shamrock. I, side note here: I, I happen to. One of those things when you're just thinking, ah, I need something, something on to cheer me up a little bit. What can I watch? I'll go back and watch like Ken Shamrock or Tito Ortiz confrontations. There's a press conference where what was it? Shamrock says he's gonna. Kill Tito with, with the, the the living death or something, and just tots just laughs, and then Shamrock flips a chair, and it's it's great, it's great. Uh, but anyway, that this is going to be uh, of course next Saturday's Extreme Rules, and then also a, a fun little tidbit: Daniel Cormier does have some sort of previous with Seth Rollins because there was a video doing around a few years ago. Uh, Cormier DC was in attendance to WrestleMania 31 when Seth Rollins carried out the heist of the century, which was misspelt as heist of the century on Raw this past Monday on the little logo graphic that comes up when Seth makes his entrance. But yes, DC was there and he filmed his reaction to Seth running down, cashing in, and he's losing his mind. Maybe that'll be addressed, maybe it won't be addressed. Probably won't be addressed. Um, One thing that was addressed last night, admittedly, I I believe, slightly tongue-in-cheek, was uh, Dax Harwood addressing, (laughs) basically, why are we not having more done with us in AEW? Uh, To me, FTR... Hands down, easily the best tag team on the planet. Already one of the greatest tag teams of all time to me. They're in that conversation. Uh, it, it, like if you look at like the, you're making your list of your your 10 favorite tag teams, 10 greatest tag teams of all time. They're in there. They're in there. Absolutely, they're in there. The Young Bucks aren't. No, not having that. But before I get heat in the comments, brother, uh, that's Dax Harwood. It was it was New Japan Pro Wrestling last night. It was Royal Quest night one. And it was FTR versus Aussie Open for the IWGP Heavyweight Titan Championships. FTR retained. And afterwards, Dax grabbed the mic, uh, thanked the fans there in attendance for coming out put over Aussie Open massively as the future of tag team wrestling. But also before that, there was a little nugget where he, I've got the quote here. First things first, Tony Khan, we still work for you. Buck us, brother. And it was done in a kind of a tongue-in-cheek way, half-jokingly. And maybe there's a, 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 a kernel of truth to that or of, of a serious point because it's, it's farcical, man. It's absolutely farcical what is happening with FTR in terms of their presentation on AEW television. Now that when they're when they're there, they're presented strong, they're presented as a strong act, as a strong tag team. They're one of the most popular acts in the company. The pops for FTR are insane. This is something like because to me, they're just the the perennial, constant, forever bad guy teams. And so to see them getting the reactions they're getting now, it's like it's nuts. And it's great to see. Um and you've got this this act that is so over that people are clamouring to see and yet you don't really do much with them. Now, FTR have been ranked number one, the number one tag team contenders since the 6th of April. That is, as of this recording, that is what? Uh, four days shy of being six months so they've been the month contenders for six months because rankings matter and uh, and they've not had a title shot during that time it's insane uh, it's and in the the time since they won the IWGP title in June for Forbindor, they've only been in three matches for AW. that's it since June it, it, this is just like I don't know it makes no sense to me it's I, <laughs> yeah I just, it just it's it's a strange old situation, and especially when it seemed like we were on that perfect collision course for FTR versus the Bucks three. For the when this is when the young Bucks, of course, had the AEW tag team titles, and you just thought, right, you've got FTR with the uh, AAA tag titles, with the Ring of Honor tag titles, with the IWGP tag titles. You've got the Bucks with the AEW tag titles. They're they're drawn at one apiece in their previous two matches it's there and that is a match that could genuinely to me i think you can main event a pay-per-view with that it the right build and instead it was we didn't get it uh the Bucks lost the, the tag titles to a in no our glory who have since lost them to the acclaimed all while ftr being the more contenders so yeah it's a fun nugget there from uh from royal quest it was Jamie hollis who is down there in london watching uh watching the new japan shows over the weekend uh he brought that to uh to the world's attention by popping out a little video you can find that on Twitter, Um, just see DAX, uh, exactly how it's put across Uh, but one last other news nugget to wrap things up with before I will get to some questions it's a relatively quiet Sunday today which means something big is probably going to happen just as I finish work later today. But Mike Johnson over the, at the, the PW Insider has uh, reported, it was his exclusive first story, first report that Vice TV is to premiere a Vince McMahon documentary later this month that will cover Vince's entire career, including his enforced resignation slash retirement. Now, this could be interesting. Vice TV, of course, is the home of Dark Side of the Ring as well. Uh, which is just a phenomenal series. Why in the UK have we not had season three yet? Come on, man, you're trying to force me to look in dodgy places online to find it. I just want to watch it on my TV. (sighs) Anyway, Vice uh, are currently producing, putting together this documentary on Vince. Um, It's not known exactly who's going to be featured in it, apart from Brian Alvarez and and Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, have confirmed their participation in this. But other than that, it's not known who else is going to be a talking head in it. Uh, It's not known... How deep they're going to go on Vince? But you'd imagine if you're going to cover his whole career, and you're going to cover the the murky ending of that career, then to me it's like, well, what other scandals? How long is this documentary going to be? Like, what other scandals do you get in there? I'd imagine the steroid scandal will be touched on. Does the, the Nanti Argentino stuff come up with Jimmy Snooker Does that, do they go into that? It's, it's gonna be an interesting one. And it seems very much warts and all, uh, the good, because there is plenty of good from Vince Man's career. Of course, let's not take away from that. But there's also that, that murky underbelly of stories where it's like, oof. But, yeah, this is going to be a fun one to watch. There's no date yet and no premiere date, just that it will be on at some point in October. So it, we, it's going to be some point this month, which it's one to keep an eye on. There's also, I think, Netflix are working on a four-part docuseries. Um, and there was somebody else. I can't Was it maybe HBO? are uh, looking into doing something. But, yeah, there's going to be lots of Vince stuff <laughs> across these next uh, few years. There's going to be lots of these documentary series, and they're going to be fascinating if, if done in the right way and delving into the right topics. Speaking of topics, it's question time. I feel like there should be some like sound emoji. Editor Ryan, anything we could do? No. Sound emoji? What's a sound emoji? Sound, I meant. Gee, man, you can tell I've uh, had maybe too much coffee today.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
3: but the first questions come in is
2: from Tom Talks Rubbish who has a really cool YouTube channel go and check that out he uh, does some great interviews with a lot of people who are involved in doing stuff like I do <laughs> normally they do it better than me but yeah he's done interviews with myself with Michael Hamlet, with Andy Murray with Adam Warborn with a bunch of us here at what Culture and in other wrestling outlets so it's really cool to go and check Tom that out that's Tom Talks Rubbish on YouTube but he's asked a uh, question for Sunday's video should AEW use Rampage exclusively for our until it gets its own TV deal. As you can see, a lot of people complaining that currently it's taken away from AEW product. Um, I can see an argument for it because at the moment, okay, you've got all of these Ring of Honor champions, you've got the, the RH world champion, you've got the ROH TV champion, you've got the RH women's champion, where is when say these Martinez, uh, you've got the, uh, the ROH uh, six man tag team champions, you've got the ROH tag team champions. Uh, I'm sure I'm probably forgetting something as well. So, oh, of course, the pure, the pure champion. Yes. Um, so you've got all of these belts for a company that basically doesn't exist. It's it exists in name only. So they need to do something with ROH. What that is, I don't think you, I don't think you use rampage. I just, uh, I think at the moment there's enough there's too much aw talent there's there's so many people on that roster who don't get uh, aw stars this is, who don't get anywhere close to adequate tv time and i think if you start taking up uh, a chunk of that if you've only got three hours of weekly tv because i'm not captain dark and dark elevation but if you've only got three hours of weekly tv and you're going to use one of those hours to be dedicated to this other company i think you do a disservice to your aw roster and first and foremost aw is it's aw uh roh is a great little get for tony khan to have and to do something with somewhere but AEW's a priority so if you've you've got an episode of I don't know you look at some like Miro again criminally un- underused Andrade um, he, Malachi Black who seemingly wasn't too happy w- with his situation there um, but who knows um, you've got so many talents you can go weeks at a time about seeing Ricky Starks or, or Powerhouse Hobbs. Um and there's there's just this, <laughs> i talk about FTR I've only had three TV matches since June nuts so you've got all these talents who aren't Just aren't on TV, so it's like I'd I'd use the time you've got for AEW talents and look somewhere else for ROH. Maybe it is a YouTube channel for now, uh, a YouTube show that ROH gets. They get just something to put that that brand out there to give fans a destination to go to where they know like right if i tune into youtube or whatever channel or, or, <laughs> the ring of honor channel i imagine um on a tuesday i know i'm gonna get an hour of ring on Honor tv or something just do something uh, on club even i guess could be an option um right where are we Colter strand happy solo sunday happy solo sunday culture treat yourself to some extra coffee and i do not need extra coffee this morning trust me and i do not need donuts but trust me on that one i've been eating so unhealthy lately uh, and i don't have donuts in i do have coffee though um if you were to cast one pro wrestler as a horror movie slasher who would you pick hashtag solo Sunday news uh ooh. i mean kane kind of comes to mind but we've had that in in Cino evil um <laughs> but some of the comments he's making these days are the real life Glenn Jacobs uh, far more evil than a- any fictional uh, movie character um, should we say uh, I mean The Undertaker's a shout Papa Shango man that, that'd that be uh, cool to see but I kind of go back to, to CM Punk uh, I think of CM Punk I think he'd make for a great villain I mean see there's the girl on the third floor second floor I've seen that movie like twice and I'm that floor whatever it was and he was really really creepy in that um and there's a really weird CM Punk sex scene, which is something I never thought I'd ever see, and I didn't really like, come on, Phil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Punk can make like a, a good, creepy, chilling, maniacal, maybe silent but deadly, like I thought, but I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, yeah, he could be like the silent but deadly sort who just creeps around menacingly. I think I think Punk could be a great shout. If you don't want to go with the obvious kind of monsters, like a Boogeyman even, uh, or a Snitsky, or something like that, Heidenreich. I mean, there was that creepy segment they yeah, had with Michael Cole where it's like, where is this going? So, uh, but yeah, if I'm going with Juan Coulter, I am going with CM Punk. CM Punk. Uh, right, Hector Garcia III. Hey, Hector. Uh, book your closing sequence of Roman losing the titles. And know this won't be it, but... Roman goes for a spear, Sammy leapfrogs, Roman misses, head crashes the turnbuckle, dazed, he stands up and slumps in the corner, Sammy comes in for a hoover kick, covers one, two, three, and new. You... Um, I'd be for that. I think that that could work. Um, For me, I I mentioned this a few weeks ago um, on here, and I don't think it's my own idea. I'm sure I got this idea from, I'm sure I heard it first on Solomon's Sounds Off. I'm sure it was a a listener there had sent this in uh, to Jason, Jason Solomon. Uh, Big shout out to him. Solomon's the fantastic content for years. I've been listening to that guy. What what a talented dude. Um, And also lots of Bret Hart love all the time. So, hey, I'm that demographic. But yeah, there was this idea I'd heard where... It's you'd have Seth Rollins because it is we're coming up to this November it's going to be the 10 year anniversary or well, 10 years since a Shield debut that Survivor Series 2012 when they of course came out helped CM Punk retain the, the world title um, so you've got that you've got 10 years of the Shield obviously there's Crown Jewel in the way but my ideal way of doing it at some point would be not to take both belts off Roman but to split it in a ladder match with Seth Uh, it doesn't have to be set to be honest it just it nicely comes together because of the the shield element and that anniversary but you'd have it where it's a ladder match with both belts are there and just as simple as one person gets one one person unhooks the other and it's like oh right okay well because then you don't technically you don't beat roman reigns which is a good thing um and but also you are branching those belts back out into two separate entities where you can take one if the if it is seth for instance you go over to raw and you've got a a big belt on either show and also that sets up nicely for a certain curly rose to come back at the royal rumble and win the rumble and then go after seth rollins to reignite that and and then to get the world title that way Uh, that's one option i think that's a great idea um your idea sounds cool as well I'm down for that i think i would love to see sammy Zayn. just I, i'm so intrigued entertained uh engaged fascinated by this story the bloodline story Sami Zayn, man, killing it uh, i know people talk about wrestlers of the year that, that's a conversation that's come up quite a lot lately john moxley's clearly a lot of people's uh contender there roman reigns obviously is in that conversation uh, Roman reigns of course he just topped the pwi 500 uh, for me a dags harwood's having such a banner year I think as well, that conversation in terms of wrestler of the year, it's is it does it count because he, he doesn't wrestle as much, but Sammy Zayn, performer of the year, should we say, it's just he's been killing it. So yeah, Hector, if your plan was to play out like that, I would be absolutely fine with that, brother. Uh, Mark Salad, uh what's up, Andrew? Happy Sunday, happy Sunday, Mark. A thumper and Apollo are shooting to me in the maximum male models. Wow, I'm I'm looking look at that. I hope you can see these pictures here. Thumper in the panel there, looking... Uh, well, I don't think Max would be too happy because clearly they're taking. Uh, they're not taking the wrestling too seriously and they're just more focused about the modelling, but look at those cute little faces. Uh, looking a year or so into the future, who beats MJF for the title? I'd say let him hold it for over a year and Jungle Boy or Darby Allin beats him. Simple. The War Dog. Or The Pig. Piggy, Piggy. Wardlow beats him. It's Wardlow's world and all that jazz. i That's where I go. I think it just seems like the natural, natural way to do it. You you, you have MJF win this title whenever he's going to win it and then just have lots of underhand wins over whoever, 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 until, obviously against whoever these baby faces, until just the monster Wardlow catches up to MJF. You can even do it where you could you could do a couple of matches, I think, with that. There's clearly enough story to warrant that and you could, you could have MJF cheat to win and it's just the case of eventually Wardlow finally gets him in a singles match with whatever ruled out, I don't know, whatever match has been used. And if it's a, the diamond ring, you take that out of Just basically the, the classic, the villain gets his comeuppance and that comeuppance is Wardlow. And I think that's what I would do personally. I think Darby Allen is, is a good shout. I, don't, I Jungle Boy, I don't know. If we're talking, say, in a year's time, I don't know if you can get him to that position, that sort of position for a world title by then. And Derby is a strange one, because I think you could do it with Derby, but again, he seems to lose a lot of big matches lately. Um, It's Yeah, but they're they're two decent shouts. I think Wardlow, though. Oh, hey, Swerve, brother, it's going to be CM Punk. He's going to come back. No, um, I, I think... I don't, I don't know if we'll see CM Punk in the confines of all elite wrestling again. I hope we do. I hope we do. Because the dude, whether you love him or hate him, he is uh, hes a game changer. He's an attention grabber. He brings attention, be it good or bad. What's the old saying? Uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity, I guess. Well... <laughs> Unless you're into a man, <laughs> but uh, CM Punk has had the wrestling world talking uh, about AEW uh, for, for since All Out. Since, obviously, since before All Out, but it's just been the hot topic. Um, so maybe it's CM Punk. I'm I'm, I'm rambling now, so I'm just going to stop. I'm going to cut myself there, and I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I am home. I'm going to go and carry on working and get some more coffee, because that's clearly needed. But this has been the Solo Sunday News with myself, Andrew Pollard. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, follow, turn notification bells on, and all of that stuff. Most importantly, as ever... Whether you're doing something, whether you're doing nothing, I hope you have the best possible Sunday. It's going to be a good one. It's Hopefully it's already been a good one. And if it's not been a good one, hopefully that turns around for you. Um, Be sure to come and follow us at w on the Twitter. Follow myself if you want at CultureLeftPeg on the Twitter. And that's about it. I will be back next weekend. I believe brothers Murray and Wilborn are back tomorrow with your news uh, on this uh, Monday morning. And I will catch you soon.